You're listening to Create an Unstoppable Life, episode number 72, Change, Shame. Create an Unstoppable Life is the podcast for smart professionals who often get in your own way. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a chronic overcomplicator, overworker, overthinker, turn life coach who wants more in life. Each episode, we'll explore how to think differently, get unstuck, and move towards a life of personal and professional fulfillment. So glad you're here. Welcome back. Happy New Year. I've been on an extended absence. Can you tell? I've thought about you, missed you. Can't believe it's the 18th of January. It's 2020. New Year's Day seems so long ago, which is funny. It's less than three weeks ago. Here's what's going on in my world. Five targets for 2020. A weight target, a fitness target, which means a half marathon in May, freedom of time, debt-free, including our mortgage, and a business goal, like the number of clients to serve and how to serve. Five targets. There's no balance right now. (laughs) Smile. Here's what it looks like. I'm leaving the clinic I've been at for three and a half years to focus on two things professionally, coaching and hospital medicine. So there's a lot of transition there. We're buying a house. We're selling our house to downsize both the space and our mortgage. Managing my mind, how I think about food. (laughs) No balance. It's really who I'm becoming that matters. Someone that makes a lot of decision, takes various types of action, risks, fails, succeeds, and at the end of the day, really sees this all as part of an incredible journey like working towards something greater. It's managing doubt, uncertainty, overwhelm, shame, because you know they like to travel together, visit, stay for a while, make themselves comfortable. And it's exactly why coaching matters. To manage our mind, change our story, stay focused on where we're going through the discomfort, rather than just succumb to the discomfort, because there's plenty of that, and head back to safety. For sure, I'm going to keep you posted on each of these to hold myself accountable and to see if you're challenged, you're not alone. Based on the title of today's episode, can you tell we're going to go deep? I was talking recently with a few women who are both building something outside of what they trained in, and we were talking about identity shifts, and I started thinking about my journey with building this, filled with change and filled with shame. And my brain, it can be so cruel sometimes, maybe yours too. All the things that come up, even with only a hint of doing something different, all the cruelty that comes up. Wait, you've trained all those years to become a doctor and you want to be a life coach? Seriously? You're joking, right? Like medicine isn't good enough for you? Moving your family around several times, having a son in medical school, dragging him through the army, and you want to do something different now? Do you think people are going to take you seriously? Yep, that's the cruelty within. Can you see how this works? I think some of it is the mindset of a high achiever, how we beat ourselves up and so easily. Like we've got the ammunition, it's already ready. We just need a place to aim it. And change becomes that place to aim it. And we can beat ourselves up on both sides for wanting something different and then for what we want or what we think we want. Yep, change shame. So here are some definitions of shame. 
A painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. A loss of respect or esteem and dishonor. Throughout my life, I've learned how to play and play very well the game of don't lose. Like don't stand out, don't step up, don't raise your voice, don't lose. It's a very quiet game. Don't lose money, don't lose time, whatever it is. That doesn't mean make money or make a lot of money. It just means don't lose. And you can imagine with any transition, what it looks like in the beginning, the loss. So let's take going from being a doctor to being a life coach, the loss in income, esteem, connections, status. Can you see that my operating system of don't lose is really going to fail when it comes to change? Tell someone you're a doctor and the room lights up a little bit, most of the time. Like there may be a question they always wanted to know, or a fear, or a loved one in a health crisis, or maybe they're they're in medicine too. There's some way to connect because it's part of our humanity. Tell someone you're a life coach, crickets, or what else do you do? (laughs) It's a little funny, right? We force ourselves throughout our lives to make these major choices, like a major choice, a career path, when we have so little knowledge or experience in what we're choosing. Like, how can we possibly know? How can we know what our career is going to look like or how our life is going to change in five years, 10 years, 25 years, or how the career itself is going to change? Medicine today is so different than it was 20 years ago. Like what we know now, what we do, what it costs. The other things we can't know are what our sacrifices are going to look like later on. Like the sacrifice of taking on debt or the wear and tear on relationships. The high achiever mindset, we remember the sacrifice. The wanting of our choice, the way it was supposed to look and feel, the way we're supposed to look and feel. And then the status or the meaning that we associated with our choice, like if it's a career. And this is how it's supposed to be. Perfect. Choose right from the beginning and every time. We're supposed to make it work every step of the way and stay true to what we wanted and make it last a career. And of course, don't upset the status quo, like your family's quality of life. Don't threaten your family's income. Don't change your schedule and don't fail. Can you feel the tension? As I think through this, there's so many traps for shame. Remember that definition? A painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. And I think here it's saying foolish behavior because change for some of us, change for me, feels foolish. A loss of respect or esteem. (laughs) Can you see even wanting something new or different? Just wanting it can bring about guilt. Pause with me. Just wanting. Not actually thinking it's possible or planning to do it. Just wanting can bring out guilt or shame. It makes it so much easier to ignore that little voice. You know, the the voice that says life can be different. The one that says this isn't fulfilling, there has to be more. It can be easy to ignore the restlessness and stay focused on the discomfort we know rather than the discomfort of change. Back in spring of 2013, I was transitioning out of the army and we knew by that time that we were moving to Maine. 
I was driving a VW Jetta. <laughs> it's very practical in Texas. It was paid for practical in Texas. We're moving to Maine. Going to fellowship where patients are hospitalized. Every employee is essential. There's not an optional like you can show up if the weather's good. Driving the Jetta to Maine and in Maine in the winter, it just didn't seem like a good idea. But it was practical. Do you get a sense of where this is going? <laughs> that I wasn't allowing any options for change. I was attached to the identity of the Jetta. It's paid for. It's practical. It allowed us to keep more money in savings. That was my identity. But yet there was this whisper in my soul that says, that just isn't quite right. It's my first winter driving in real winter weather. Oh, the bargaining that ensued with Craig, who listened and was incredibly supportive. When I would say, can't you just drive me when it's rough? All right, here's a side note. It's funny to think about this now. Here's our choice. We can wake up our son at 4.30 in the morning, pack him up for Craig to drive me to the hospital, or we can leave him alone in rough weather conditions. Craig can leave and come back. Neither of those are good options, my friends. Here's the other bargaining. There must be plenty of people driving Volkswagens in Maine in the winter. I can do it too. <laughs> We'd owned this vehicle for less than six months. We purchased it when it looked like we would be in Texas for fellowship. And at some point we talked about another vehicle. We talked about a Land Rover, kind of this someday idea. So we decided in the beginning of May to just go look at one. Like, go to the dealer. There's no obligation. We'd see what it's like. All right. we say I say that in such a nice way, right? Begrudgingly, I agreed to go with Craig to look at a vehicle that he wanted for me and maybe a little voice inside of me wanted it too. And then I got upset with him because a car almost hit us on the way there and I just wanted to go home. I was like, that's a bad sign. I just want to go home. We shouldn't do this. <laughs> we made it to the dealer. I drove the vehicle and it was a dream. How it looked, how it felt. The, I mean, the whole experience was amazing. Do you know there's like a setting inside for any type of climate condition? Snow, sand, ice, like you name it, there's a setting for it. There's a driving school in Vermont. And if you purchase a vehicle, you receive a complimentary driving session. That's pretty close to Maine. So the whole experience, it was amazing. And then we went home. The mental fog on the drive home. What's happening? No, we can't. That's not who we are. That's not who I am. And then waking up the next day, it was like a mental hangover. It lasted three days. It was too much of a stretch. Like I couldn't allow myself to feel good, to spend the money, to shift the identity. I was steeped in chain shame. And friends, this is a vehicle. Yes, it's money, but really it's a vehicle. We're not talking about a marriage or a child or a career. And yet a purchase is a shift in identity too, right? How we spend, how we save, what we spend on. There's identity shame. Here's what I was telling myself. I should be happy. I should figure it out. It's good enough. I'll figure it out. I can make this work. I should make this work. And yet there's that small voice that said, wouldn't it just be better to drive in a vehicle that's designed for this? Wouldn't it be okay to enjoy this? Isn't this why you've saved over the years? Doesn't Craig's voice matter? You know, the one in full support? How about our son? Doesn't his voice matter? 
We'd owned the Jetta a few months and I created an identity around it. It's practical. It's thrifty. It's unpretentious. It's responsible. And a Rover, it's irresponsible. It's expensive. I don't look like the people who drive them. It's pretentious. (laughs) This is really funny now. Does that look like all the ingredients for shame? To create it, indulge in it, and grow more of it? Can you see how the little voice is ignored, cast away, downplayed? We don't want ourselves to want, and we attach all kinds of meanings to what we want. That it's negative, it's going to upset someone, it's going to disrupt anything and everything. And so we end up disappointing ourselves. We say no in advance. The shame we know is more acceptable than anything unknown. And my friends, change shame can be associated with anything like who we spend time with or don't, how we choose to take care of our body, where we live, where we work, what we do for work. Change shame. It has everything to do with the meaning we attach to what we have or what we are or who we are and how we've labeled anything and everything else. Here's some examples. Being a doctor is important. It's my calling. It's how I serve God. A life coach? It's nebulous. I don't even need a degree. I'm overqualified. People are going to laugh. You see lots of labeling. A jet is responsible, practical. It allows us to save money. A rover, it's irresponsible, expensive, impractical. We don't need it. The components of change shame, you can hear them. The judgment of self and others. The comparison of what we are supposed to be, what we're supposed to want, what we're supposed to do, how it was supposed to work. The loyalty to an outdated system that no longer serves us and ignoring the facts of our current situation. When we purchased the Jetta, I was going to do fellowship here in Texas. There's no snow where we were going to go. Maine wasn't a possibility. So staying true to that when that was no longer the circumstance in our life didn't serve us. Ignoring facts like it wasn't just about me. Our son was younger. He really didn't need to be put at additional risk. There was going to be enough challenge with change, especially when we have the resources to prepare better. Here's a fact about shifting to life coaching. People are hurting, stuck, want healing, want to get out of their own way, and I can help. And I can serve God in plenty of ways. It's not all or nothing. I can choose and embrace both. Easy to ignore, though, when you're stuck in chain shame. So chain shame, it has judgment, it has challenges for the loyalty or the decisions we made in the past, it brings out fear, and that fear it wants to amplify so we can start to apply that fear to everyone around us, all the things we can't control, that fear of change, our mind amplifies it and tells us everything that will go wrong, not may go wrong, but will go wrong, at least that's how my mind works. Change shame brings out all the insecurity of being new because, you know, I have this belief 14 years as a doctor means 14 years as an entrepreneur, of course, right? Oh, except it doesn't. The insecurity of a beginner mindset of being willing to fail, of allowing imperfection. So if you've had this or you currently have this, and this means we're talking about change shame, can you see why? Like, does it all make sense? What's going on in the mind and why change doesn't feel good? Why the odds of going through change are against us? 
we feel negative emotion far more intensely than positive. And it is so easy to become paralyzed by it and to want to stop wanting, to run away, to hide. It just seems easier or to kind of half-ass it. Like do things just a little bit, just enough to say we did them, but not so much that we're all fully invested. Or to say things like, oh, I didn't really want that. Smile. Of course I don't have as much certainty as a life coach as I do as a doctor. It's not even a fair comparison. It's like a pre-med student comparing themselves to a medical school faculty. But smile. This is all good news. Here's why. You're not alone. If it feels like ass, you're doing it right. And now you've got a label for what you're experiencing. This is simply change shame. Take a deep breath. Here's a better place to be. We're going to go farther, but here's a better place to be. Because now that you've labeled it, you can detach from it. Have you ever worn something that had the plastic thing? You know, that thing that holds the tag, it's still attached. Like the tag is off, but that plastic dealy thing is still there. And it's like poking your skin. It's itchy. It's irritating. You don't know why. Like you try to cope and get by and scratch and, and ignore it. It's kind of like chain shame and wanting something different. Isn't it miraculous though? Like when you pause and you investigate and you realize the source of your pain is one simple plastic thing, just naming it provides relief. My friends, we can do the same thing with our clever brain. Like we can pause, we can name it, and that alone can provide relief. Oh, this is just chain shame. You can even laugh about it. This is just change shame. That's it. Nothing's gone wrong. You can take it farther. You can even say there is no problem. This is just a mismatch. Do you feel the weight of the world just lifting off your shoulders? It's not an identity crisis. There's nothing bad or wrong. It's just a mismatch. And then you can figure out what that mismatch is. Doing that helps to calm this all down. And you know what else you can do? Invite in curiosity. Curiosity to learn about your default operating system that's outdated. Here's what normal people do. Hide, ignore, keep busy, pacify ourselves with things to pass the time like food or alcohol or social media or binge watching or whatever else to drown out that voice that says there's something more to suppress the emotions we don't want to feel. But instead you can be not normal. You can name it chain shame. That's the first part of understanding it. You can invite in curiosity. What are the labels from the past? What have I attached to this current identity? What am I afraid of leaving or losing? What are the all or nothings that I've created? What is that small voice saying or wanting or suggesting? And what have I been ignoring? Like the facts of life now. What have I been refusing to allow? And that's how we start to clean up that crowded mess in our head. There's no formula for what comes next. You create your own. You can invite in grace and compassion. Here's what it looks like. I'm moving to Maine. I choose to be responsible in this way. I define being practical now as this. I'm committed to using my resources in this way. I want my experience to be like this. 
I want my family's experience to be like this. I don't want to add unnecessary risk. That's all grace and compassion. Do you feel that shift in power from helpless and functioning out of a place of guilt and shame to one of choice and choosing clarity and creating priorities, applying a higher level of thinking? You see that those are all the ingredients for confidence. Of course, we don't know how it's going to work out. We can't. But what we can do is allow. And here's what you can allow. Yourself to be new, to be imperfect, to learn, to do whatever it takes, to listen to that quiet voice, to feel whatever comes up, regret, remorse, shame, guilt, overwhelm, doubt, uncertainty, rejection, isolation, feel all of it. And then give yourself permission to move on, to move through, to detach from that outdated system, the outdated system of thinking about how life should have been, should be, whatever it is, detach from it. That's how you stop feeling all of those emotions. You detach. You stop believing that they're necessary, that they're real, and that they're true. Going back to allow... Allow yourself to create a new operating system, an updated current one based on facts. Allow yourself to invite others in and share and be part of and cheer for you. And allow others to self-select out because some people aren't going to like it. And let that be okay. Allow yourself to dream of what it can look like when you get there. And return to your why as many times as it takes Use your core values, put them in action. Let them go into battle with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and shame. Hold on to them because your core values are stronger than those emotions. Allow yourself to rely on your faith too. Ultimately, we can allow us to just be us. Isn't that amazing? When you just have to show up and be you, isn't the world easier? All the freedom. And an unstoppable life is one that is filled with freedom. And freedom's not given to us. It's chosen. It's chosen by clearing out the clutter, cleaning up the mess in our heads, updating the old systems, detaching from the emotion that holds us back, allowing imperfection, and giving ourselves plenty of permission. Yep, it's available for all of us. It doesn't matter where you've been, how long you've been there. Chain shame. Name it. Investigate the ingredients of what got you there. And then invite in your favorite tools. Kindness, compassion, facts, a beginner or growth mindset, imperfection, humor, visioning of the future and what it can look like. Invite in people and the relationships that strengthen you. Invite in clarity. Bring your core values. There's so many tools to choose from. That's how you travel through change shame each and every time it comes up. That's how I'm traveling through change shame. Because those five targets, yep, there's change associated with each of them. I am cheering for you this year. I'd love to hear from you. What are your targets? 
Where and how is change shame showing up? And what tools are you using? And remember, if it feels like ass, you are doing it right. High five, my friends. All my best. See you next time and ciao. Are you ready to create an unstoppable life? To start dreaming again and working towards it? I'd love to talk with you. Sign up for a discovery call at georgemdcoaching.com. You can find it on the work with me page.